0: Hey guys, we are pleased to say that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation charity. And now, a message from one of our supporters.
1: For a bit of a shout out to the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, I would just like to say a massive thank you and a well done, and also with my biggest heart, um, the sorrow that you're still going through for Sophie's death but please remember what you are doing is incredible. You've helped so many people open up to be who they want to be, how to dress, how they feel, everything. The times are changing, and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible. So thank you very much. Everything you're doing is incredible. And I carry on supporting the Sophie Lancaster Foundation for now. Stay safe.
2: To learn more about this wonderful charity, head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com.
1: Hey, this is Baz Black, and you're listening to the Chronicles of Podcast. Be whoever makes you happy, not what makes other people happy. Hello, everybody,
0: and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. Today, we are speaking to an absolutely inspirational woman, the mother and founder of the Sylvia Lancaster Foundation. These are the Chronicles of Sylvia Lancaster. The story of the Sophie Lancaster Foundation.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 12, I mean, 12th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And these are the Chronicles of Sylvia Lancaster and the story of the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. <laughs> it is I, Jamie the Bearded Brummy. and with me, as always, is the man always trying to put me off during my interviews. Intros!
0: <laughs> well, good good morning. Good morning to all. Good evening to all. We had to start the, the episode again because Jamie decided to not tell you who's on this week. It was like, welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast. You're have to guess who's on, though.
2: Leave it. We leave it to the end. They can I ain't work it out. It. No. I'm, yeah, I'm not
0: going to tell you who's on. It's just this is the Chronicles of Podcast. Guess we're leaving it what? suspenseful this we week. Don't, we don't continue until you can tell us who's on the show. <laughs> There's no artwork. There's nothing. Tweet it. <laughs> yeah. All five of you, write in <laughs> to PO Box one two three four five six one. <laughs> I don't know. Hi guys, it's Scottsman Tom, and welcome to the Chronicles of Podcast, the Chronicles of Sylvia Lancaster, the story of the Surfing Lancaster Foundation. This episode is massive. For yep. us, this is a very personal, real big story for us. This is a story? Yeah, it is a story. That's a story. story. This is an interview. Yeah. It's, you, now you're throwing me off. Now Good. you've got me going. Good. You absolute bastard. Um yeah, this was this was a you know, it's one of those things where you go, Oh, I'd be absolutely lovely to speak to, you know, Sylvia. What's in the email? We probably won't hear. Oh, we've heard. Oh yeah! I just come on the show. Oh, oh, oh okay. So we've, we've never had an interview of this magnitude, of this sort of caliber, of this
2: level. So for us, it was a whole new ballpark. We were really nervous before going into this one. I remember.
0: Well, yeah, because it's one it's one of those things where you know it's because normally we're we're we dumbasses. We like to have a laugh and just you know have a joke around. We still we still did. We still it had the the Chronicles of Podcast flavor. You know, there was an essence of us in there. As salt Bay would, you know, there you go. A bit of Salt Bay <laughs> for you. That's the essence of the Chronicles of Podcast Salt Bay edition. <laughs> that's a thousand um,
2: pound, thank you. No.
0: <laughs> but it was just a, you know, sorry. I w- I'm very thirsty tonight. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've, you know, I just one of those things where my bottle was like three quarters full. I was like, that's that's not enough like water. I need more water, Jamie. I need water. But your bottles no, Jamie. Any? I I, I, I'm quite thirsty. I'm, I'm drying not- up. I've only had a fridge and a yop today. I need I need water. <laughs> <laughs> fridge and a yop. You shouldn't drink fridge, by the way. Why? Because there's this, I used to, uh, um, there's a guy I used to know way way back who worked for Muller, um, and the things that uh, they discovered in the, the the in the fridge vats and stuff. So I yeah, it's really tasty. Story. I know, but I remember she was like, I "Just don't ever drink a fridge." So, okay, so I'd,
2: I'd rather not drink a yop than a fridge. Don't
0: be shitting on yops now. Yops are amazing.
2: Yops are the yogurty drinks, aren't
0: they? They are wonderful. The yeah, strawberry no. yop. Get in my face. I, I mean, love yogurt. Can't stand yogurt drinks. Becoming a bit of a fat bastard now. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's the being comfortable in my relationship, or the fact I just fucking love yop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to the gym, Tom? No, but I've had a yop today. <laughs> At yop. Why am I getting fatter? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> answers on a postcard why is it every time we do impressions we always go for a northern accent I
2: don't know I've always done it and I don't know why
0: <laughs> oh, alright could you, could you fucking tell me what's going on there I seem to be drinking too much calcium Yakult what's that um, Yakult's nice is a big win as well but they're bio they're bio drinks aren't they
2: I've never really had I've eaten the yogurts but I've never really had the drinks I, I don't know why I'm miming it <laughs> sorry me. whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what yogurts are these No. Are you thinking of
0: Activia? No. Actimidum, Come Actimidum, Actimidum, maybe, I don't maybe I'm thinking of Activia. You're thinking of Activia?
2: Yeah, maybe I am.
0: Activia's nice. I like Like, them. like a fig. I quite like a fig. Oh, well. Yeah, fig Activia, banging. Mm. I'm not having prune.
2: Oh, no. Don't do phasing prunes.
0: We we were this was a very serious beginning. I was going to say. And I- fucking yoghurt. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It'd take love- us long to go back to our normal selves no, I have to be I love- serious no,
0: I love me a yoghurt love, love yoghurt just not a uh, yoghurt yoghurt is banging what flavour though lemon is I had lemon near valley today oh ah, chef's kiss
2: see it depends well, I am quite happy with a with a normal vanilla yoghurt yes I-, I know they're quite boring but I
0: like I was going to say it's because you are but I was like I can't that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're not you're absolutely oh not. I know I'm not but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Round, 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 round. Jimmy, yeah, down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you? Anyway, I'm, good. I'm good. I'm tired because I'm tired always. But no, it's because I was working nights last week and then I finished yesterday at 7am. So my body's just like, should I be awake? Should I be asleep? I don't know what's going on. Oh, well, bless you, fella. Night shifts. Yeah, they just throw you out of whack for a few days. <laughs> Plus we're
0: recording really like... Quite late for after, us yeah. Quite late And obviously on a Sunday Because you know you, You've got really lame shifts this week So We've had no choice But to record everything In one evening
2: <laughs> Yeah Get
0: it That's all so in good. quick Just get it all in there Fuck it I don't give a shit of it Sunday Just get that recording Get that trail done Get that done Get that done
2: But we're professionals And we'll get it all done yeah.
0: 1,000 2,000 3,000 <laughs>
2: <laughs> How are you my friend?
0: I'm good. I'm. It's really warm in here. I'm not going to lie, but then I guess it's because I'm bouncing around like an idiot, um, awesome. and, I, and I've had two cups of tea, uh, and now I'm on this massive bottle of water. I know no one can see that, but I'm just really enjoying the water right now. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was uh, we recorded a few bits that take like two minutes. I was like, "Oh, I need a piss. I need to piss. I need to get out of here." Um, so yeah, no doubt we'll get to the, we'll get to that part of the show. I'll be set up going, "Oh my god," <laughs> I already, like, at Callum's and Callum's treating so I'm like,
3: "Oh."
0: Let's go free. Let's
2: stop shutting. But in a nice way, it frees the week up. It does free the week up.
0: That is very true. So what have you been doing yourself, man? What's been going on?
2: What have I been doing myself? Mostly I've been reannering. But because I've been working nights, I get a get a bit of free time to watch stuff. So I've watched a lot this week. Oh yeah? I've watched a lot, but a couple of things have given me questions. So first off, I finished Squid Game. So, yeah. My and- God. Mwah. I don't think we should discuss anything. We won't discuss anything, but great. I know, I know there's been a lot of hype about this show, but superb. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm on the last season of Friends. So by the time we record next week, I might have finished it. And then you can start pulling that face whenever I mention it. Um, just a quick one to let you know I get belittled so much at
0: work for the fact that I don't like it. Everyone loves it. I'm I not literally turned around and had, had, I was like, well, how can you not like it? It's just something that'd be right up your alley. It's like, no and then, other, then he started getting other people involved to be like yeah Tom why don't you like
2: <laughs> just some people don't no. it's fine it's fine they're all obviously hashtag team Jamie so they should be um, what else have I watched I watched The Amazing Spider-Man today because uh, why not and I've also watched Scream not today okay. but previous really this week and it's led me to the question can Hollywood make a film that has high school kids in it that actually look like they're in high school and they're not about 25 years old. Oh, is that the case? Because it, d- it feel like every time you watch a film, they're like, oh, I'm going to high school. I'm like, no, you're not. You're way too old to be in high school. I find that... Um, I think Lee Evans made this, this
0: joke as well. in stand up years ago. But every time you watch a movie and they get out of bed and they're like... They wake up like, oh, yes. Oh, they make up like <laughs> hair, clean, like brush teeth. Like they're absolutely amazing. But if you do that in Britain... When they wake up normally, you'd be like, yeah, like <laughs>
2: <sighs> morning Better breath hair yeah, yeah.
0: everywhere, erection. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree with you. It's so yeah, it's so weird how that's like, like oh, I'm off to high school.
2: Dave, you're forty-five. Yeah, I'm yeah,
0: yeah I'm, I'm off to high school.
2: Yeah. I've never got it. I just don't understand it at all and my favourite thing that I've watched this week I watched the brand new Halloween movie yesterday there's another one? yep Halloween Kills it came out the other day and oh I enjoyed it's getting mixed reviews but I enjoyed it's one of those things where it's like how much can we bleed out this franchise it's like Jurassic Park
0: you know (laughs) that latest Jurassic Park from last year or two years ago oh my days
2: it's like Lost World just again to be fair I had to my mate Stefan was asking me about how, how many Halloween movies there was my God, I, would, I, I was so confused by the time I'd finished explaining the whole Halloween timeline. I was like, this is the 11th film, but it's technically the third film in this movie timeline, because there's two reboot movies. One that isn't a Michael Myers movie. And then they kind of wiped out the, like six or seven of them when they rebooted this in 2008. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so confused. And I'm explaining surely, it. Surely, right. Mike my, Myers, I was in frame now. You'd think so, wouldn't
0: you? And a okay, cane is just like, Come here, you little teenage bastards. <laughs> come here. I've got to stab you. Yeah, come here. <laughs> that, or you are sitting down. And Even like, Michael Myers is Northern. Yeah, before before, before I come and kill you, I've got to tell you about my wife, June. Yeah, she's lovely. She's lovely, <laughs> our June. It's like, we like a pistachio biscuit. <laughs> And you know, I like Timmy, but yeah, prune flavor, love prune flavor. Uh, you know, so I guess I'm gonna stab you now. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, you know,
0: but the thing is, the product probably like Mr. Burns it. it. could be so old, and it's like, you will just like make them bleed for like just like a little tiny cup. It's like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, you die, die. And they're like, you're right, mate, what is going on? Was, oh, so a little bit, it's just a scratch.
2: You got a plaster. <laughs> Do you watch much horror films? No, no. Because when you've seen like films and people being killed, does sometimes you like squirm at the violence of it, like the way they've been killed? Like you just like, oh, that must, you know, that
0: sort of thing. Sometimes I think there's it's one squigglement there where it's like stabby, 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 yeah. stabby. You're like, oh,
2: damn. Well, this this film gave me my most cream squeamish moment, and it's made me ask questions about myself because it's not giving anything away when I say this. Like, someone gets stabbed in the eye, standard, all, all usual things. Someone gets stabbed in the armpit, and I was just like, ah, oh, no. Oh, I couldn't stop being squeamish over the idea of being stabbed in the armpit. That's where your shoulder your shoulder joint like, through the top, isn't it? So yeah, that, I was that, just like, like oh, no, that doesn't sound
0: nice at all. <laughs> it's like going back at the back of the knee. Oh, no. <laughs> <ooh."> <laughs> or in, in between, like, in your, gro- in your groin area, so, like, miss miss the, the, the best oh. bits. You go up through the... The joint, the hip joint. <laughs> the best bit.
2: I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, it was like you just stabbed him in the armpit. I was like, oh, that's not nice. That's not natural. Uh-huh. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, we've done a glorious interview. Um yeah, I enough. went to see the children today. Oh, how was that? That was wonderful. It was a nice lazy day. Sam was playing Spider-Man on the PlayStation and we were just chilling all day. It was glorious. Lush.
3: Lush.
2: I like those days. Sometimes it's nice to just not do things and just chill and just hang out. I was loving it. And... um. One of a conversation piece I wanted to bring to the show this week, because oh, yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast about Drop Dead Fred, and it got me thinking about imaginary friends. Did you have an imaginary friend when you were younger? Nope. Did you not? Nope. Why did you? I had lots. This is the thing that got me questioning my own sanity as a
0: child. Well, I don't suppose it's sanity in the case of the space. It's the imagination. As chill, you know, as, as kids, it's amazing how you know how your imagination can run absolutely wild and go nuts, and can, you know, I think I don't think it's fair to be like, well, it's
2: obviously weird because he keeps talking to himself. But this this is a th- weird thing of me was, mine wasn't an imaginary person as such. I just gave life and personality to inanimate objects. I had Maybe. a stick that I took everywhere with me, like it went with me when I went to my dad's walked it to school and my mom had to bring it home and he had a real imaginative name his name was stick amazing amazing
0: is, is it like when you carried that picture of jet in your sock from gladiators you
2: had to bring that back into conversation didn't you? oh 100 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not only that is like we'd walk past the wood a, like a concrete post and i'd be like that's jeff it's concrete post he's got big R boots on and like literally there's about 15 things down the stretch of road and I'd remember them every time I walked down this road and I'd give them a story and everything and I was just like I wonder why I did this I could definitely tell Sam's your son can't we? yeah I know right but I got really I was just sat there and I got really psychological thinking about my childhood psyche enough, and everything on the cycle home listening to this Drop Dead Fred podcast it was quite weird remember, what did your parents say my mom just embraced it. My dad, well, my dad did not like stick. He threw him on a roof. It broke my heart. That's, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> this is this is a thing I got. I'm going to get quite deep here. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting deep on this conversation. My imaginary friends. You know, I wasn't close with my dad when I was. I saw him, but we weren't close. We have a much better relationship now than I did when I was a kid. And I'm thinking to myself, have I attached myself to this stick as like a father figure because he's there for me. Ah, and like when I was in school, I didn't really have any friends. Like, and I'm like, is that why I'm giving life to all these things because I can see them? But these are actually my friends. The people at school, I see them, but they have nothing to do with me. I was like, I got really fucking deep and psychological on myself. I'm not gonna lie.
0: That's incredible. I'm um, same as you. I didn't have any friends. I had one friend growing up until about year eight. We didn't have what? any imaginary friends. No,
3: no.
0: I, it's so weird. Like, but yeah, I think that's. I think you're spot on there. Yeah, I, was, I, was just I think thinking. you're absolutely
2: spot on. I want to know now. Do anyone else have any imaginary friends? Let me know.
0: Yeah, do let us know. It'd be quite interesting to hear your, uh, your thoughts on those. I think you I think you nailed it, myself. <laughs> anyway, what about you, sir? What have you been up to? Well, re of course.
2: Of course. I've had
0: one day off. I've got one <sighs> day off in two weeks. It's already gone. I'm into day... Oh, it would be day three of six tomorrow, so... Um, uh, I'm pretty tired. I'm not going to lie to you. Um so ah. when did we record Tuesday, yes. So Wednesday evening, me and the other half went to see Tom Stade again for the yeah. second time. Went to watch um oh my god, what's the tour called? You ain't seen nothing yet. Thank you. My brain just went, nope, sorry, <laughs> not today. We talked about it already, we're not talking about it again. Um, yeah. So we went to the Ain't seen nothing yet tour again and it was wonderful, but he had different support this time. So the support this time with Stuart Edwards from New mate. I don't know why. I had this conversation with him. I don't know why when somebody's from Newcastle, everybody straight away goes, why, hey, man? They like, really do. Time. And they're like, where's that come from? And he was like, I don't know, mate, but it happens all the time. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a bit shit, man. So why, hey, man? And he's like, oh, hilarious. Um, <laughs> it was funny because uh, we were having some drink, me and the half having some drinks and stuff. And then Tom came off stage when he came right past the table. And he was like, again, as I was having a chat, he was like, Tommy! He's like, I got some vodka in the bedtime, you coming? Like, yep. Um, so he was doing all his photos for them and went and hang out with Tom, Trudy, Stuart for a bit. It was quite nice. We had quite a good evening, just laughing and got to know Stuart quite well. Uh, to the point where I'm going to go and see him in November because he runs a comedy club in Newcastle called The Stand, I think it's called. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I'll go up there in a couple of weeks. It's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, absolute hero of a guy, legend of a guy, really, really nice. Um, so looking forward to going to seeing him soon. Um, Tom was phenomenal, it was always so, so funny. So funny. Um, fantastic show. Uh, and lovely to meet Trudy as well, properly. Um so did that. Uh been rearing watched The Guilty on Thursday night, the Jake Town Hall movie on Netflix. Mm, uh I know. where it's uh, 999 911, sorry. Phone operator um, and shit goes down. It's incredible. Like, really, it's all based around him on the phone. That's it. It's okay. really, really good. Like, really good. Um, with the stuff that starts happening, and like story starts to unravel, and you start to understand, you're like, no way! It's really good. I highly recommend watch the guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, it's fantastic. Uh Friday, I seshed with Braid. Um, I'm also i've got a new game oh okay back for blood is out now on the playstation xbox and pc it's like a better version of left the dead um but it's all online and you're playing a four in a foursome and basically you have to survive a zombie apocalypse but it's you have to work as a team and me and paul were playing um because the other two guys in our team have yet to get the game um, and we're playing with two randos who just fucked off. So oh, like, nice. Cool. Just the two of us then. And, like, I think it's the second level, this big fuck-off ogre appears, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 just, like, proper fire firelight, fuck. <laughs> it's just, like, stomping towards you with these health bars, like, massively, like, oh, I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> um, just take me, ogre. Yeah. So, literally, you have to get from one end to, this, you have to, get to a safe room every time but all four of you have to make it for the level to be completed. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking awesome, though. The game is amazing. Like, so much fun. Um, so i got one of my boys, Ben, worked it. He's bought it, so we're playing tomorrow, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, he's going to join our team. It's going to be good fun. Um, and yeah, then I've been working, I've been Rihanna in, and uh, me and half went out in Newport last night, Last on Saturday night. Met a couple more of our friends. Lovely, lovely people. Really good night. Really enjoyed it. Um, so that's good fun. So she's been feeling sorry for herself today. And I've been re entering some more. So I'm pretty damn tired. And I've been watching the NFL. And now here we are. Here we are. Um, so yeah, and obviously, as announced on social media this week, me and you are involved in a movie called Compared to You. Massive thank you to Keith McCleary. Keith Tatniss McCleary, should I say. Um, we'll be filming that in the spring of 2022. Uh, Baz Black, a former guest of ours, has joined Joined the cast, so I'm so excited to have him on board. It's going to be um, one hell of a party. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that. Talking of Baz, uh, he's currently in the process of doing his own movie called Dublin Crust. So if everybody could go on to at Dublin Crust movie on Instagram, go give it a follow, go give him some love. I would really, really appreciate it. Along with Mero, along with Reflection, please go and follow the, all those on the Instagram. Thank you. And Shawluck Productions. Go and follow Shawluck Productions as well. uh, And give Baz some love at Baz Blackpiercing. Basically, does anything that Baz is ever involved in, give it some love, because Baz is amazing. He is an absolute genuine legend, and he's a
2: handsome fucker. And just listen to him talk, you'll fall (laughs) in love. Pretty much, yeah. (sighs) So, we're all caught up. I think it's time we uh, had a little message from our sponsors.
0: Yes, please. Hey, Jamie. Do you like being cosy? I do, and do you like staying cozy? I like that even more. Then just heading over to
2: www.staycozyclothing.com, where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. With a new fall line out now, and just enter the Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive ten percent off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram. At Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember guys, that's The Chronicles
0: as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode.
2: Hi, this is Braden Barry from Say We Can Fly. And you're listening to The Chronicles of Podcast. Mr. Stevens, oh, is it time? Is it that time again?
0: It's time for Callum's Treachings.
2: Uh, is this guy coming to talk to the world with
0: his infinite knowledge again? Uh, you mean, Previous, is Callum coming to treach us all? Yeah. You're damn right yes. Previous. Welcome to Callum's Treachings. So, Jamie, Callum is back. Yeah, he is. And it, from his own mouth himself... I'll get you guys
2: something special this week. Before we carry on, did you say that someone got in contact with you about last week's watermelon cucumber treat that we were confused by? I did. So obviously, we called out for Luke.
0: Could he be our saviour? You are. He was our only hope. Luke responded this week in relation to that treaching. Literally, as the episode was released last Friday, he texted me immediately. Amazing. And this is what he said. There are no seeds in cucumbers, but there are little oval things like Jamie said. I think he's on about the skin, though. Watermelon skin is awful. Cucumber skin is really nice. Whereas watermelon insides are really nice and cucumber insides taste of nothing. Ah. Uh, Absolutely spot on. Luke, absolutely spot that. So now it makes perfect
2: sense. It does make perfect sense. I (laughs) apologise, Callum. We were thick as shit. Yeah, yeah, but
0: that's what's new. Mm, Yeah. Jamie, what is Callum treating us this week? The older you get, the more Christmas feels like a deadline as opposed to a holiday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, that is so true. Oh, that is painfully true. (laughs)
0: I always feel that way I you know I don't feel Christmasy ever anymore I'm always I like don't. fuck it's here again yeah like it, when are a kid you're like oh my god oh my god it's only the second of December why is it only the second yeah and then you go oh it's only September oh I've got to through October November still oh come on come on I want Christmas oh. but now you're like oh my
2: days it's already here like October's almost over oh my god I've got to sell a kidney so I can afford to buy presents <laughs> shouldn't have had four kids um, <laughs>
0: I feel attacked, but it's so true. <laughs> My mum had six. Anyway, um, yeah, we do something called Secret Santa, but you can't really do that with your kids. Uh, yeah, so like, so you remember when everybody was like, God, 2020's been shit. 2020's been so shit. I can't wait for 2021. As if they're thinking the pandemic's going to be over. Dude, it's almost 2022. I know. Like, where has this year got? What?
2: I was I talking that, to my da- uh, sorry i was gonna say it does feel like this year started about five minutes ago so i was talking to my dad and i was like why does it feel
0: like the years seem to go by faster when you get older it's like because to a child they've only been around nine years 10 years whatever you've been around for 35 so you know it, it's from like a how did you explain it from like a you have more memory sort of thing. So for a kid, they don't have a lot of memories when they're younger. So if everything feels slower, whereas a, an adult, because you've done so much and you have so many, that's why things feel a lot, like a lot faster because obviously when it gets to my birthday, I'm like, bloody yeah, hell, we're halfway through the year already because obviously I'm in June. And then it's like, oh no, it's Christmas time. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> I like that. That's a really nice, that's a really cool way of looking at it. I like that. Yeah. My, dad's, my dad can be quite philosophical sometimes. He can, you know, um, can't on Could- the ball. Good old Alan Shearer. Well, uh, slash Bruce Willis's love child, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think this is the show now, so he might kill me for that, and I'll see him in November. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. What else is Callum treaching us this week? How funny is it that we can now use USB ports to charge things like cigarettes and books, and we just accept that as normal. <laughs> Again, absolutely right. It's crazy. Why do we never think of stuff like this? Because obviously when we were kids, books were in a library or you bought them from a bookstore and cigarettes were in a shop and then you smoked them for real. Yeah. Whereas, you know, <laughs> I say smoke for real, obviously, vapes and stuff, you can still smoke them for real, but it's they're not But
2: they're I not know you mean real. though, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it is mind-blowing. It's, technology's
2: te- nuts. It's <laughs> come so fucking far. I remember when we first got our brand new sofa and noticed there's a, a USB port on the side and I was like, since what? when did sofas come with USB ports? What? What? Yeah. What? Yeah, my, my sofa has a USB port on the side.
0: That's insane. I know. That's literally insane. You can get them anywhere now, can't you?
2: I know, it's nuts. It? Just, what?
0: <laughs> it's so crazy the way things have developed and grown over the past like, 20-odd years. Um, who knows what's going to be in 20, in 20 more years? You'll probably get move, furniture that moves itself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not walking to you, sofa. Come collect me. Yeah, it's just like, oh I've got to move house again. The bookcase just gets up. Do right, mate, don't worry. Oh, I'll go <laughs> myself. Just I'll got you, mate. Yeah, to see so many bookcases walking down the road, you're like, oh someone's moving house. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that big neon sign above it, like destination Coventry, Coventry, Coventry. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I work with someone from Coventry now, and it's just like, yeah, you don't want to go to Cov. My
2: condolences to him. Yeah, <laughs> he's,
0: he's a great guy. Great guy. He was now listens to this show as well. So, hey, hope Happy, happy well, my brother. Big shout out to Harp, What a hero he is.
2: Congratulations for leaving Coventry. And
0: welcome to Cardiff. And finally, Jamie, what else is Callum treating us this week? When you're drinking alcohol, you're just borrowing happiness from the next day. <laughs>
2: That is brilliant, philosophical, and really depressing, all rolled into one. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoyed enjoying two days in one. <laughs> Fuck that me. borrowed for the <laughs> following day. I think, uh, think
0: Mother Half is a prime example of that. I was going to
2: say, in your half is dying right now from that yesterday.
0: Blast her little face. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> golden. Incredible. Absolutely. Callum Tritchin again, just smashing that, it out the
2: park. That needs to be a slogan for some <laughs> beer at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Carlsberg. It's like borrowing happiness from tomorrow. <laughs> I, why do you always go to Carlsberg? Why? Uh, it's because of what I normally drink. I don't know. Oh, you drink
0: Carlsberg. Yeah. Oh, you cheap fuck. Yeah. Right, it's like. It's. Or, or as people like to say that in the in the beer drinking world, it tastes like fucking cat's piss. Never got that one. Who's ever drank Cat's Piston? Though? Exactly. Like mm. Carlin Foster's and that. Everyone's like, oh my God, oh, you working class type, you oh disgusting. How dare you drink Carlsberg of all kinds of beer. Yeah, uh, Cough cough, and all that.
2: No.
0: I don't get this man myself. Oh, can't stop that stuff. <laughs> Meal in a glass. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Guinness is delish. And then you have that big black Guinness <laughs> poo at the end and it comes back with a like, white crock <laughs> on <off> the top. <laughs>
2: You have no idea how much I want that to be true. <laughs> Copyright
0: um, Adam Hills, just so <laughs> I don't get sued. Anyway, <laughs> JV. Uh, yes. Thank you, Callum. Time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. Let's have a look in <sighs> that book. Let's have a look at that book. It's very small. It's another small one this week because, you know. <laughs> it's not long since we recorded the last episode. Not a lot's happened. No, this is very true. Plus, I feel that we need to give the piece of resistance the credit and the beauty that it deserves this week. This is very um, Yeah. So I've uh, written a nice little small journal for this week just so everyone gets a bit of flavour. Mm-hmm. a bit of a taste. Yeah. Welcome to Tom's Journal another edition of said journal. Jamie. Hello. I was in the shop last, last week. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. I'm down this wall like you would believe. And I overheard this kid go, God, when I'm getting home, I'm having a bananas and custard. <laughs> Wait, there's more. When I get home, I'm a bananas and custard. It's the dream, boys. The absolute dream. You haven't fucking lived till you've had bananas with custard. I
2: mean, he's <laughs> yeah. not wrong.
0: And it was chocolate custard, not normal Ooh.
3: custard.
2: Yeah. Pioneer. I mean, I mean, he's not wrong. Strawberries, and, um, strawberries, bananas and custard are damn good. I suppose but, it's a nice little easy win, isn't it? It's just like, well, that'll do. I've heard people go like, oh, I might have a cup when I get in or something like summer, but never heard anyone go, come, I might have some bananas and custard. He <laughs>
0: literally picked up custard he went, oh my God. Oh, bananas and custard. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like a lazy man's dessert. It's a student's dessert. I like it. So because the journal is so small, I went and found some hilarious tweets. Ooh, okay. So these are called madmen tweets. Okay, so it's basically like people like being oh, what a madman. He did this. Oh, my God. Oh, I love these. Right, here we go. You ready? These are madmen tweets. Tom just made me a slice of toast. With both sides buttered, the fucking maniac.
2: <laughs> Is it weird? I kind of want to try that. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Well, just did extra buttery, would it? Yeah. Century.
0: <laughs> just pranked my flatmate by opening up his pack of eggs and I rearranged them so now he won't know which eggs are which. Whoa. <laughs> No. Lads, 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 lads. <laughs> the eggs come in an order? No. <laughs> Went out for drinks with a green lighter and came back with a blue one. God, what the fuck happened last night? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh.
0: Oh, Mike's eating cereal in a soup bowl. Whoa! <laughs> as my boyfriend Alan pushed our 16 month old daughter Fleur on the swing, her cat hat fell off. He picked it up. He decided he'd wear it rather than hold it. He's mad as a hatter. Whoa!
3: Lads, 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 lads. <laughs>
0: There's two more, Jay. There's two more. These are fucking amazing. This is my favorite one. So I told Dean to lay down on the floor, and he actually did it, the fucking (laughs) madman. And finally, just eating a tomato, even though it's completely dark outside. Who am I? Who am I, eh? Who am I? What? <laughs> oh <laughs> What? Exactly. Just love shit. I love oh. people are fucking... People are just nuts sometimes. Absolutely nuts.
2: Oh, I like that. That was good.
0: <laughs> and finally, this conversation came up last night between my other half of their mates and, of course, myself. So, do you know when people are like, "Car coke tastes better out of a bottle than a can? Yes. Oh, Ribena is better out of a like the carton than a bottle. Like, wait, what? It's, it's the same thing. It kind
2: of does, though. I get it.
0: Well, no, because Coke's Coke. It's not going to be different because it's in a bottle or out of a tap or whatever. Do you not think it tastes different? No, it just tastes like Coke to me.
2: No, I it's, get it. I think it does taste different.
0: It's like, oh, I prefer to have Guinness out of, out of draft than out, out
2: of a can. It's like, well, it's the same thing. It's still Guinness. I've had that before when I worked on the bar at the hotel. Like someone says, can I have a Guinness? So grab the can, because it was in cans. Or like, not go on draft. Oh, it's so much better on draft, does it? Isn't it the same drink? Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think that's
0: mental. people think that way. Oh, I don't want Ribena. It's got me out of a car and I can't drink it out of a bottle. But you get more in a bottle, it's the same beverage.
2: I, I, I do think there is a bit of a difference in some things, but nothing that's majorly noticeable. Do you reckon but it's
0: because of what yes. it's in? So, like, plastic I think or it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or,
2: yeah. Or, like, you know,
0: lined with foil in the can. Like, oh, okay. I suppose I never thought of it that way, but it's just nuts how people are like, oh, yeah, it's tastes so better in a bottle than it's does out of the can.
2: Like, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I do get it, especially because everyone's like, oh, top tier Coke out of a glass bottle. <laughs> but they make them like four quid out of a glass bottle. Oh, yeah, no, right. And
0: they're like a hundred, like, really tiny. And the tinier, yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. But, Jamie, that was another edition of Tom's Journal. glorious edition. So before we uh, go and grab that piece, uh, it's time to hear from another one of our sponsors.
3: Hi, I'm Frank Guglielmelli,
2: and I'm the narrator for some wonderful audio dramas from Siscast, like Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and a great part in Val Toby, with much
0: more to come. You can find these programs on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, or head over to our website,
3: www.siscast.com. We are excited to announce that we are now affiliated with The Chronicles of Podcast with Tom and
0: Jamie. Now, let's get to this week's interview. Thank you, Frank. Please go and check out siscast.com. Part of the audio drama. Uh, that I am a part of, uh, but our episode is yet to come out. So go and check out Marty and Mars, available on all platforms. So, Jamie, have you? Uh, I had that piece, but I think it's got away. It's not got away again. We need to put a bell on its neck. Yeah, I know. Tell me, right. oh, oh, okay, mm-hmm. Jamie, bear with. I see the piece. Stay quiet. I know. I, I said quite last week. But i just. I was looking. It's staring at me. It's not like a spider does when you stare at it. <laughs> right.
2: Don't okay. shout. Everybody.
0: Ready, ready, got it. Yeah, good. There we go. You know, uh, what's the word? Um, oh my god, I've forgotten the word for it. You know, where you grab something really quick. What's the, I don't know what you're trying to say. You know, like, um, (laughs) reflexes. (laughs) There we go, reflexes of a cat, I think. But anyway, (laughs) guys, we've had, we've had a shit ton of fun so far but welcome to the Chronicles of Sylvia Lancaster the story of the Sophie Lancaster Foundation obviously as you would have heard back at the start of the week we asked you to save the date 18th to the 10th 21 because obviously we announced our official affiliation with our charity partner the Sophie Lancaster Foundation it's been an unbelievable journey so far when we got to sit, back, sit down and chat with Sylvia back last month that was one of the best interviews it was you know Really opened your eyes, and it was one of those moments where you go, "I remember this story happening, I remember where I was, what happened, and of what I did as well." When this just this absolute tragedy occurred, and um, you know, after talking to her quite a few times now, because obviously you know with meetings etc. and stuff, it's really crazy how like what the, life almost comes full circle.
2: Absolutely, like like you said, this was very personal to us because you know, it's. This affected the whole, co- the whole affected the whole world. It's insane what happened. It's horrible, but it affected the metal and rock community, especially because that was one of our own, and that happened because simply she was one of us. Yes, no, no rhyme or reason for it. Turn the alternative community upside down and turn it on its
0: head, and you know. But it's it's funny how such a massive tragedy and how losing a daughter has made this foundation one of the biggest things in the world. They've done incredible work spreading the message, getting themselves out there, and everyone just worships at their feet. They're in Coronation Street right now. There's been dramas, documentaries made, movies made, theatre plays, books written, poets written. It's been absolutely unbelievable. The work that they have done is second to none. And I commend them, I tip my hat, I I bow down, I'm not worthy, I worship at their feet. The work the Sophie Lancaster Foundation do, have done, and are going to do, is out of this world. So this interview was really close to our hearts and meant the world to us, you know, as being part of that community. Um, You And the fact that things just seem to be getting worse in the world right now at the moment, you know, with Brexit and everything else. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy time. Uh, so being able to sit down and chat to, to Sylvia, Sylvia's mum, was a true honour, a pleasure and an absolute privilege
2: and was a wonderful hour. Absolutely. It can't be easy for this woman to sit down and talk about this horrible tragedy that happened in her life again and again. And the fact that she did it again for us means the absolute world.
0: Guys, thank you for saving the date. Thank you for coming on this journey with the Chronicles of Podcast. Hopefully we can amount to so much bigger things. Just keep spreading that message. Keep spreading the love. Please spread the awareness and support the like Foundation. Please donate where you can. Please just talk to people. You know, it just, just be fucking kind. Just yeah. be fucking kind to people. You know, we're only here for a short amount of time. Just spread the love, spread the positivity and spread the message. Jamie, any final words?
2: Just as I said then, Sylvia, thank you so much for coming and sitting down with us. This is an incredible conversation. And please, people, listen to what's said and help out where you can. Absolutely.
0: Spread the message, spread the love, be fucking kind. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week a true inspiration, a true legend, and a true hero. The founder of the Sophie Lancaster Foundation and mother of Sophie Lancaster. It's Sylvia
2: Lancaster. Ladies and gents, today we have a very special guest with us. It's no secret that me and Tom are a part of the alternative community. And in 2007, a horrific event occurred that shook (coughs) not only the alternative community, but the world to its core when Sophie Lancaster and her boyfriend, Robert Maltby, were attacked simply because they looked different. Sadly, Sophie didn't survive this attack and left us 13 days later. Here to talk all about her daughter, Sophie, and the wonderful work she does with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation, we welcome Sylvia Lancaster.
3: Thank you.
2: An absolute pleasure, as said
0: before. Um, but Sylvia, I think we should get to the hard-hitting stuff straight away. How your, has your pandemic season been? How has your last 18 months been? Oh,
4: well, I've just got quite used to it, to be
0: honest. Oh, really?
4: <laughs> yeah, um, and I spent a lot of time on YouTube. Nice. And <laughs> I'm reading, so. What? Yeah, I've just got quite used to it really.
0: That's how what well we watch you on YouTube. if you not mind my asking.
4: Oh God, I watch <laughs> lots of. Uh, this is going to say bonkers. I like dinosaurs or dogs. I like that. Okay. <laughs> and I'm um, super Nanny and. um Anything about
2: royalty I watch a lot of. Okay. Nice. Good old super nanny, I forgot about her. <laughs> yes,
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've quite enjoyed that.
2: <laughs> she tried to take over America, I think, at one point.
4: Oh, that's something not watching, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 <Okay>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she was the one that introduced like the naughty step to everyone, wasn't she? Yes. Remember yes. Yeah. I remember her. I remember watching them and thinking, if my kids behave like this, just I'd just give up and walk. <laughs> just no. <know.
4: laughs> Yeah. yeah, they're horrible, some of them, aren't they? They really
2: are. Oh. Right, Before we talk about all the amazing work you've done, I, I wondered if we could just get a better understanding of Sophie as a person. Because, you know, everything you hear about Sophie is about what happened. And I'd just like to know more about Sophie as a person. What, what was she like? What were, like, her passions and stuff like that? Oh,
4: <laughs> she was um, a strange one, really. Let's put it that way from... <laughs> from being tiny, for being little. Very, um, oh, what's the word? She always, always wanted, not wanted her own way, but believed in what she was saying. So even when she was tiny, you're not putting that coat on me because you can't make me. <laughs> um, oh, all right then. And um, and she was always very shy, actually. Quite an introvert, I think. Um being truthful when she was at primary school. Um, and she didn't have a lot of friends either because she, um, she just liked what she liked and she would very often didn't like what mainstream children liked, I think really is the truth. And once again, she was another one. She spent a lot of time reading, um, listening to music, And then, obviously, once she got into secondary school, which was a lot better for her, because then she met people um, like herself, really. And that helped an awful lot, I think, to bring her out of that um, quite deeply introverted, really. And I think it brought her out of that because she realised then she wasn't on her own. Um, So once she hit secondary school, that started the process, I think, really, when she began obviously to develop who she was. And um that was quite interesting to watch that process going on. She um, I remember her, she'd be about 12, and she'd gone to her best friend's house over the summer and hadn't come home actually for about six weeks. Oh my days. I know. And <laughs> when she came when she came home, she dyed her hair and she'd a dog collar on. Uh, and wrists, etc. And I can just remember walking past the kitchen window and me looking at her and thinking, oh, wow, she looks great. She looks like herself.
3: It's yeah. reality.
4: You know, she had that courage and that strength to then start to <clears throat> show her individuality, really, which was lovely to see. Because obviously you just want your kids to be happy, don't you? Absolutely. And if that
3: made her happy, that was fine.
4: Yes. I, lo- I love that. My dad
0: always told me that if I was cleaning to- uh, toilets with a toothbrush, but as long as I was happy doing it, <laughs> I didn't
3: give a shit.
2: <laughs> I-, I love that though, because I was gonna ask, like, what did you think of think of like the more alternative gothic look that she took on? Because I remember like I'm literally four months older than Sophie. And I remember like if I'd go to my mate's house, you'd have a mix of comments. You'd have some parents are like, you look great. And then you'd be a like, bloody glive in the house dressed like that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's nice, yeah. like, it's lovely to hear that you know, you're like, I love this. She looks happy. This is how she wants to look.
4: Oh brilliant. Love it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I just admired her really that she, you know, managed to get the um I'm gonna say, no, what's it? Um <laughs> <laughs> she did that, that confidence to be able to be who she was, and that was great. I love that. So, obviously, you know, we,
2: with what happened, there was a lot of <laughs> comments made towards Sophie and, and Robert. Were these comments, like, a regular part of her life because of her appearance?
4: Oh, yeah, like, definitely.
2: definitely. Aren't you?
4: um From being about 12, really, she um we're always comments made about them and and if you went out with rob and Sophie together you know um yeah i would hear comments about them and i think oh my god what does she, what does he have to put up with if i'm not with them you know it's bad enough being a parent with them and the people are just calling them so what does he put up with when they're on their own well, exactly. It just it, it it
0: pisses me off no end. That yeah. People feel the need to have to get their two pence in. Oh, I feel wonderful. And I I just called them a dirty little grebo. Oh, I feel great now. I yes. can go live. Yeah, I just I never understand it. Never understood it because we I used to get it all the time as well. So you know I, because I used to be like the emo kid back. I used to have the hair oh, yeah. and everything. I've got I me. Mean, I've got no hair now, but <laughs> <laughs> I was relishing it while I could. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But like just the unnecessary, it's just so unnecessary. i never, I've never understood yeah. it. But I mean, now that I'm older, like I don't get it so much now, which is quite weird. But I know yeah. I've got friends, obviously, they got like face tattoos and stuff that get bombarded by like, even the elderly do it. Like, you know, why have you got all that rubbish on your face? You know, what's yeah. all this about? Yeah, it just it, it, only people just trying to express themselves, trying yeah. to show this is who I am. And for some reason, people don't like it. And I don't know, I don't know what exactly what sort of threat they pose like, you know, oh, I'm just dressed in black and red or black and, or just black, you know, I've got, like, she had dreadlocks and all sorts of said. like, what what threat is she posing to anybody exactly? Could you please, Absolutely. you know? Can, can you explain that to me, please? Like, why I've never understood it.
4: No, I don't understand it, full stop. And I don't know what gives people um, the right. They think they have a right to say whatever they want. Well, actually, you don't, mate. Nope. No. No, you don't.
2: So I used to get it myself. I remember, I'll never forget, being stopped by someone just pointed at me and went oh my god and then carried on walking i was like <laughs> i was like that was kind of hilarious but what <laughs> i'm sorry
0: <laughs> but yeah um but i remember i remember back to 2007 i remember where i was i remember when that story came on the news um how much and how deeply that affected you know me personally I imagine loads of people around, around the UK around the world just I never forget I remember reading my mum being like have you heard about this story and I remember just bursting into tears because of obviously it, it, it yeah I, just, it, I, you can't put it into words
4: no because, it could have been anybody yeah moving to an alternative alternative anybody
0: you know and what if I know it's all hindsight and what ifs and stuff like that but what if they had been a couple minutes earlier? Or what if they they'd gone a different way? I
4: know, I know.
0: Yeah. Well, that
4: a lot of what ifs, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm Sylvia. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm just so sorry. Really. Thank you. Like, you know, I know it's 14 years on, but still, yeah. Yeah. I love that it's she's still in the forefront. You know, like and yeah. it's still talking about her. Like, it's still a massive story now. And I love that, yeah. You know, her name will be in lights for you know forever. I think so. I think so.
4: Which is really quite shocking, to be honest, because when you first start off, you know, you think, oh, well, it'll probably run for about 12 months, two years. So now to be 14 years on and people, like you said, are still talking about, it's amazing, really.
2: Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Phenomenal.
4: Yeah, it is.
2: But back to these comments and stuff like that, people... How did Sophie handle them? To your knowledge,
4: did she just laugh them off, or did yes, she they did. actually get to her? No, she did laugh them off, which I was quite shocked at, really, because of her personality. I would have thought she would have gone the other way and, and felt quite deeply, but she didn't. She just said, "All the idiots," and oh yeah, you know, dismissed it as that. Because like, was
2: again,
4: there. I think sadly i think a lot of people who are alternative think that that's part and parcel of their lives anyway you know they're going to get called so they've got to put up with it no you don't actually no you don't have to put up with it yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely right yeah, yeah. it's almost like you can't say anything back like you feel yeah. like you, you do you can't really retaliate in any way yeah. shape or form because you know especially this day and age now where you've got all like transgender non-binary people as well so like the world is so different now like crazy how how different everything is and yet people still can throw whatever they want to say whatever they want to people yeah. like you know you've got all that like, the suicide rates are absolutely massive at the moment and just it it, it, it just it, just be nice to each other why yeah. can't people just be nice to each other
4: yeah. it's not too difficult <laughs> is it at the no, end of the day it really is not but it is not <laughs>
2: So, obviously, August 11, 2007, the horrible attack occurred. I, I don't want to dwell on it and talk about that night too much. You know, I I'm imagine you've told this story a million times now. You know, it's not something. But I did want to ask, how long after the attack did you find out about what happened?
4: Um, I found out the next morning. Oh, wow. And um, And that's because... I'd moved and nobody knew where I lived. So it took the police um, a few hours to find out where where I lived, actually. And that was done by contacting an ex-boyfriend of Sophie's who contacted Sophie's uncle, who then contacted me. So it went along those lines. So I didn't get to know about it, actually, until a few hours after.
2: Damn. So you said you'd moved away. Were you still living in, is
4: it Backup, what's it called? Yeah. No, I've never lived in Baycourt. And, yeah. Yeah, and people always think that I did, but I didn't. And we live in Haslingdon, which is one side of the Rossendale Valley from Baycourt. But Rob's parents lived in Baycourt. Ah, OK. Yeah, so there was that... Uh, relationship really there. Do you still have much contact with Rob? No, no. No? He, um, no, he once he sorted himself out, bless him, and got himself better and in a better place. It's not for me to keep pulling him back. Well, no, I understand. It isn't. That. That's the reality. He needs to be getting on with his life. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, if I see him or whatever, we have a good old chat and whatever, but no, I think Rob lives in Manchester now anyway. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there
0: was a story recently uh, I read, I think it was from The Guardian, where he said that um, it wasn't so much a hate crime, um, so much more of a, you know, these people were just out, what, obviously, why are we not asking the question of why these people just murdered somebody? <laughs> like, how did that make you feel to read that?
4: Um, I must have been terrified, annoyed at that. Yeah. Um, because there's a lack of um, understanding and a lack of knowledge, I think, there. Yeah. Because the big thing was, when they took Rob's phone, they rang um, Rob and Sophie's friend and said, oh, have have you got mates who are moshes? Well, we've just left. You can't be calling people moshies and whatever else. And get away with it. So that's why it was called a hate crime, because of the language that the yeah. perpetrators used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that wasn't addressed.
2: Wow. I had no idea that they'd phoned their friends. Yeah. Oh, th- oh, wow.
4: Yeah.
2: Oh. So, obviously, 13 days after the attack, you had to make the horrible decision to turn off Sophie's life support. But at what point after the attacks did you get the idea to start this
4: foundation? This is going to sound really weird. I suppose it is a bit weird, <laughs> um, but because of the job that I did, and I worked in high schools, etc., and worked on one-to-ones with um, with young people who were having problems in school, and it became very obvious that there was a a, a division in young people. There was sort of and it was Chavs at that particular time and 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 the moshes and wh- whatever else you want to call them. And I always vividly remember one young lad saying to me, Oh, what did you say, Nate? Oh, I don't like them, he said, because they're satanists. Hold on a minute. <laughs> what? Yourself back. Oh God yeah. What do you mean they're satanists? Well that's because of music they listen to. And I just remember listening to him talk, thinking, what the hell? Then you're out with Sophie and Robin, you're hearing people's comments. Hold on a minute. My daughter deserves to walk down the street without people looking at her like, whatever, and having all these horrible comments. I need to do something. And I remember, obviously once again because of the job that I did, we then became a hate crime reporting centre. So I had done a little training on hate crime. And I vividly remember the five strands coming up. And I always get it wrong. So it's disability, race, transgender, disability and religion. And I remember, and I remember thinking, oh my God, the alternatives come under that. You know, they have a shared um, norms of values. They share the same culture they've got to put up with on a daily basis, probably people's intolerance and prejudice. Well, that should be an 8 crime. And I just remember thinking like that. And that would probably be about three or four months before Sophie and Rob's attack. Wow. So, yeah, it were always there. And then obviously when Sophie died, that was the the start of it. Well, I'm not having this anymore. Why should people have to put up with this?
2: And, and that's really how we started. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm it's full. amazing to hear that you know, you'd already had this idea before the attacks even happened. You know, yeah. it's quite nice as someone who grew up like in that alternative community. It's <coughs> nice to know there was someone out there that realized that, you know,
4: we should be looking after these people. You know, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that was a big, big thing for me. So, and sadly, you know, you, once, this is horrible to say, but once you're in the position of of myself and Sophie died, you're actually given a platform, whether you want that mm. platform or not. And what you can then do at that stage is step back and think I don't want anything to do with this and just get on with your life. Or you think to yourself, I've got a platform, and I've got to use it, and it's got to be used properly. Um, And so that's what happened.
0: And 14 years on here, you are still going strong.
4: (laughs) I know. Unbelievable. (laughs) Unbelievable.
2: Absolutely incredible. You sound Um, surprised uh, by it yourself, then.
4: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) What's your neck?
2: What was the original plan for the charity then? What, what were you hoping to achieve? Was it literally just raising awareness and getting Alternative put in that category as a hate crime?
4: Absolutely. Yeah, that was definitely um, our main criteria. And obviously, because I've been a youth worker for a long while, it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because, you know, I, I know that people can change. Uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back, you know, um, from violence and, and prejudice and whatever. Um, and it's as simple as that, really.
0: It's crazy. It's almost like you feel that when kids are at school, they feel they have to choose a side almost. There's no... I feel oh. like, like, you know, they feel like it's like, oh... Well, I listen to rap music and I like to, yep. you know, I like going out to the park. So I'll, obviously I'll join the chavs side. Oh, I like Lip biscuit and corn and I like you know to dress differently. I obviously go and join this. It's it's really weird how there's almost no like as, <coughs> you say it's not really not a lot of individuality anymore. But oh, there is, but there isn't. Does that make sense? I might yeah. I am I'm thinking I'm confusing myself.
4: <laughs> you you there? I know what you're saying and it's true
0: yeah it's yeah, it's almost like, oh well, I've got to join some sort of side gang or yeah. crew or you yeah. know group of people because
4: i I want to feel like I belong yeah, absolutely, and that's that I think is part is the biggest part of it, isn't it? You're happy to belong to this group or that group and um yeah so mm.
0: but I also saw that um Simon Armitage wrote a uh poetic piece called Black Roses dedicated to Sophie, and obviously, how was that for you? Did he approach you? Like, how did this How did this come about?
4: Ooh, once again, in very early days, um, Simon um, contacted me, and wanted to do a television programme, um, I think with Brian Hall, and um, they couldn't get the funding. Okay. So probably about another 12 months later, he contacted me again, and said, look, I'd like to do a write some poetry and do a radio do you know a radio show and um, him and his wife Sue Roberts who's the head of BBC drama yeah radio drama um, came to talk to me and we discussed it and um, so that's how that one went yeah
0: how uh, what did you think of it when it was all because it won awards didn't it it won uh... oh, it
4: won quite a lot.
0: Yeah, I saw it. It was listed for a Ted Hughes, and it won best radio speech program in 2011.
4: Yeah,
0: phenomenal. Absolutely.
4: And, um, phenomenal. Yeah, and the guy who, who did the cinematography, he won an award. Uh, Julie won an award for best actress in Manchester, etc. Oh, of
0: course, they went to theatres, didn't he? And it? And then became a movie. Oh, yes. BBC film. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Incredible. I love yeah. it. This is
0: what I mean by like it's still in the forefront. People are still talking about it. Like creating all these documentaries and TV shows and it's in theatre it's on radio like it just I love it so much yeah,
4: yeah it's <laughs> unbelievable and um, Black Rose has actually has been a big part of the work that we've, we've done oh yeah yeah we take it into schools etc and the kids watch it and then I do a Q&A with them oh wow so that's been quite it's been eye opening actually to use it I can I, imagine Sorry, yeah wait. and obviously Simon's poetry or oh. Yeah. Top dollar. Yeah. Well, he's named Poet Laureate. <laughs> is it what? He's named po- Poet Laureate. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
2: incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. So, uh, One of my favourite things that you do with the foundation is the fact that you go to schools and, you know, the fact that you educate the youth to stop this happening again. Because let's be honest, the five idiots that did this, They were kids. Yeah. I think the oldest one was 16 if memory serves? I think one was 17, but it was one 17, Yeah. But
4: essentially they're kids. So, oh, it, it was shocking to see them. I've yeah. got to say, that first day, oh my god. They're tiny. I
2: can I can only imagine.
4: Tiny kids. What the
2: hell? Insane. So, so how are these workshops generally received? And what exactly do you do in these workshops? Okay, I'm,
4: uh, this is a very short version of what we do. Okay, we've got two sets of cards, black cards and red cards, There's thirty of them, and they've all different people. And we've just updated them, by the way. So they've all sorts of different people on. They've got dogs, washers, well, I was solving, disabled people, whatever, and, and um, <clears throat> people who were gay, trans, whatever. And we say to the kids. Look at those 30 cards. Work together as a team. We put them onto different tables. You're in a very safe space. here. You say whatever you want. Tell the truth. Now, pick five people out of those cards. And you've got to discuss it. Who you'd want to spend time with. And they do that. And now you write your reasoning down and they do that. Now, pick the two people out of those cards that you don't want to spend any time with. And 99.9% is aerosol-fumed and, and, and Phil, Who's proper goth? Yeah, long hair, makeup, tats, and they hate him with a passion. Absolutely can't stand him. It doesn't matter which school we're going to—single schools just outside of Manchester, posh private schools in Fleetwood—it's always the same. And um, what they say about me is he's a demon, he's a paedophile, he's a is... murderer. Oh, God, yeah, you want to hear it. And the other one is very And that's because she looks like a druggie. She looks like a troublemaker. She'd smash that bottle in your face for 50p. Oh, and now she's a murderer. So, well, let me tell you, they do not hold back. But that's what we want. I was gonna say How it's kind of good it. that they don't hold back, but at the same time Oh yeah. Yeah. How do we deal with it if they're gonna lie?
0: Well, oh, yeah, true. Exactly, you know,
4: yeah. we need to be working with the truth. So that's what happens. And then he obviously is about talking to them about whatever. And then we give them the red cards the same photographs, but what do you have on the red cards is what people's interests are, what they're doing and whatever. And I was so of like a first aid or a youth worker and whatever. And Phil supports Manchester United and is a welder. Now, does that make a difference to you when you see what they do? No, no. Nope. But it is really interesting to talk to discuss with them, and you can imagine the topics of conversation that come up.
0: I imagine the supporting Man United thing is quite a quite a big one as
4: well. Yes. Well, yeah. some of them do change his mind on that one. I do have to <laughs> they, do. they do. But it's quite intense conversations really with them. And I'll tell you what, um, a couple of years ago, we'd been down to I don't know where I were, we on the services in Staffordshire, and I held the door open for a lad who was walking at the back of me, and I said, to, wait, oh, thank you. And he went, no, I should thank you. No to do, so what do you mean? He said, I heard you in my school two years ago. He said, I've never forgotten what you said.
3: No, oh, that's and, beautiful. yeah,
4: and you just think, Oh my god, that's amazing! It, it, I just, whoa, yeah, that means everything.
0: It just shows the work you do, itself is making a massive difference. It's just were unbelievable, you know, even if it's touching. Four people, six people, eight people, whatever, like
4: absolutely
2: phenomenal. Start to them because they tell their friends and then they tell their friends and so on and so on.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. How far around the country have you been doing this?
4: Oh, all over. We've worked to Scotland, Wales, Ireland, um, Sweden, where else have we been? Really? Germany. That's amazing. Sweden, Germany, where else have we been? Norway.
2: that that's incredible that is amazing i love that it's spreading far and wide as well that's
0: just incredible i love it yeah so good
2: is there anything that you'd like to try and do going forward in regards to education because i can't this is going to sound really cynical of me but i can't help but wonder if maybe we should be helping educate the parents as well Oh because yeah to definitely. be honest, that's where
4: they're probably hearing these things in the first place, the kids. Yes, obviously. And we, what we do have is a primary resource as well. And <clears throat> as part of that resource, we ask kids where they get the knowledge from. And obviously the first one is parents and the second is media. Mm. So that's quite interesting. But we're only a little charity, so we can't do the parents as well. I mean, we do if we can. And I do conferences, etc., where obviously everybody's adult. The only problem being with that is the people who are in the conferences are people who believe what we're saying. Yeah. I was just gonna say we those are the people who've specifically other, gone there. Yeah. Yeah, we need to be on the other side. Um that's where the work needs doing. But we have worked in prisons. And wow. um, oh, that's been brilliant. Like it in prisons, actually. <laughs> i don't want to there, but like it. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't it. No, but they're just so honest and open. Um, and I think we need to do more prisons. Agree, oh, definitely, yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. there's got to be a way that you can reach parents, you know, people that aren't already of the same community. Absolutely, to be able to chat with them because I'd, I'd be really interested to find out why, you know, how they're teaching their kids and whatnot, and yeah. why they believe, and why
4: people believe in what they believe in. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting,
0: though. It's not like you're trying to influence anybody anyway. It's just when you want to find out why and understand. Yes. You know, something more, work. You know, like I said before, everyone's just be be nice to each other. Just be kind to each other. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's so unnecessary. There's no need for it anymore. We know it's 2021. Can we grow grow up a bit now and get past
2: it?
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you were awarded an OBE for your work. Is that right? Yes. That's incredible. How was that? That must have been very surreal.
3: <laughs>
4: I got a phone call one Friday afternoon um, from a bloke with a really posh voice. Oh. And he went, which is Lancaster? This is David Cameron's office. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I- and oh, then he God. said, we'd like to reward you with an albeit. Ob- oh, all right. What? All right, then. So, you yeah, are all a bit bizarre. I'd never like to tell anybody. So I couldn't tell anybody. Oh, that's rubbish. Yes, yeah, so we're all a bit odd, really. <laughs> did um, you believe it
0: was real? Did you actually believe
3: it no was I genuine? No, I didn't.
4: No, I did not. <laughs> I thought, whether it were on the phone, we're taking the... Yeah. <laughs> no, it, we're all a bit odd. And I'd moved and they couldn't find me. once again and they couldn't find me. For that was worse. I'm oh, thinking, I don't believe this. Why is David Cameron ringing me? But well, there you go. That's another thing you need to
2: keep teaching prisons, like how to hide your tracks being yes. impossible <laughs> to find. I seems to be doing it. I it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. It's like, so this is really big news. It's an amazing honour, but don't tell anyone. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like, I'm going to go put the kettle on. I don't know. What
4: I don't yeah. move. About six months.
2: Before
4: it was in the press, oh,
2: six months. Oh my yeah. god, yeah,
4: so you I can have would have forgot about difficult. it myself by then. You know how difficult that would be. You
0: oh, wow. I love, love that. It's like some weird person's calling me. I think I better move. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I hide my tracks, Mr. Cameron.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but how amazing that Bloodstock Festival. named their second stage after Sophie and it's still called that now again another massive piece of her memory she's phenomenal and then you get to go and take stalls to download and Rebellion Festival as well like that must be so much do you get to go every year yes that must be so much fun going oh it
4: is it is just to people you know people at the grassroots level and it's brilliant yeah absolutely yeah I love it do you have or people like, been, open? we haven't been this year, but we're back again next year. That's
2: do you have people like coming up to you and sort of opening yeah. their hearts and telling you their like personal stories? Oh, for yeah. We've been through yeah Yeah.
4: Yeah. And, um, and it's interesting just to know. And, and once again, it's about that understanding of what people have to put up with and what people go through. And very often, what irritates me is they don't do anything about it. Mm. <sighs> you know, which is really quite frustrating. Yeah, I can imagine. So I was going to ask because obviously I'm not
2: part of that. I don't dress like that anymore. Like, so I don't really see the part. Is it still a thing that's happening now? People are getting horrible things shouted at them because they dress dressed um, off Yeah, yeah. It's heartbreaking to think that people are still yeah. going for it.
4: I tell you what, we once had we once did some work with um, a police force, and I can't remember which one it was. And the guy who was a sergeant stood up there in front of all his colleagues and brought down in tears and told people how he felt because he was a mosher and, and the abuse he received. Uh, I mean, that was just, that were unbelievable as well. You know, and how brave was he? It's a fair that man. Yeah, absolutely. But he was just devastated. And he's just I just remember looking at him and thinking, you
0: poor soul. Yeah, like the, the massive impact of the stuff on people's mental health as well. Uh,
4: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. This, I, but it, it, I can't explain it. Like, I can't put it into words. Like, why people feel the need. Like, do they to go home and feel better about themselves? They brag to their mates that they managed to, like, make someone feel like shit. Do they, like, I, I don't, I just, I, I can't. And I can't understand it. I can't fathom it in my own brain. Yeah. <laughs> no.
4: And actually, I suppose we're better that we don't. We can't understand it. Well,
0: exactly. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> Absolutely. Shows we're bright. Thanks, Mum.
4: bright. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <Absolutely>, yeah. <laughs> I did. I did like we have to just you know talk about the impact that Sophie's passing had on the world, especially the alternative community. Because, like I said, I as Tom said earlier, I still remember it so clearly. And I think because I'm only four months older than Sophie as well, it was it was like, that could have been me. Oh, you know, absolutely. And still to this day, I've got so many friends that wear the Sophie wristband. Yeah. like I know. I saw a friend literally two days ago that was wearing one. You know, I, I used to have one. I don't know where it went. I really should get a new one. So. <laughs> but after the attack, so many tributes happened. Like I read there was a, a bench that was put at Whitby Goth, Goth Festival. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Charity concerts and the hometown where it happened, um, the play which we already discussed. There was a BBC drama that I watched yesterday, um, Murdered for Being Different.
4: Yeah, that one of BAFTA.
2: Yeah. Um, Songs like We Are The Others" by Delaney, which is a beautiful song and a beautiful video to go along with it as well. Yeah. And as we said about the Bloodstock stage, and I'm sure there's absolutely a ton that we've missed. But how many of these things are you involved in? Or is it people just reaching out and going, Sylvia, we've done this?
4: Um, early days, we used to set them up ourselves. But obviously, as time went on and we became busier in schools, etc., said, don't have the time to do that now, unfortunately. Um, so now really it's people getting in contact and saying, do you mind if I do this? Can I do that? Can I do that? Um, and, and that's great.
0: So, yeah. What did you think of the uh, the documentary, Mother for Being Different? Were you involved?
4: Yes, yeah. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I've got to say I enjoyed it. That sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that, yeah, but no. <laughs> I did it, really. Um, the fact that it came from Rob's point perspective rather than mine, I, I quite enjoyed that aspect of it because then people got to see the other side as well. mm because at the end of the day, it weren't just me, you know, for God's sake. Um, it devastated him, you know, his injuries, etc. So, yeah, I, uh, I did quite enjoy that. And they were very good with the directors and the actors and whoever else to keep us informed and um, and involved, really, all the, all throughout the whole of the process. That's good.
2: I was wondering where your ca- the character of you was when I was watching it. And I was like, no, I see what they're doing. They're doing this from Rob's point of view. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I felt a lot of, emo- I-, I felt very emotional watching it. I felt very angry watching it as well. Yeah. There's a-, there's a part of me that was like, if only I was walking past that park. Like I wanted, yeah. it's almost like I wanted to step in. It was really weird. I felt myself being like, oh, I wish I was there, even though I don't live anywhere near there. Like, yeah. I just turned <laughs> up and been like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know. It's really weird. It's such a weird, like, I felt yeah. like I wanted to, to jump in and help out. Like, yeah, it was devastating. Absolutely. It's incredible documentary. Incredible. Yeah. Um. Obviously not in a, in a weird sense. Like, like you said, like you enjoyed it, but obviously didn't enjoy it. Yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah it's really it's weird isn't it like to to fathom this as well but yeah i thought it was a fantastic piece uh, like really really enjoyed it yeah
2: um and it it hit it hit me completely where you know it got, got me right me as feels. well yeah. Yeah. yeah the amount of times i shouted the c word at the chav characters in that <laughs> room, the, the wife was just sat there with her headphones in doing overtime for work and she was like what are you shouting i was like tv <laughs> <laughs> I just look at them. horrible little. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just quickly, I'm just. Have you ever met any of the five? No, never had any alternate. I oh, went because three, f- three of them been released now. Because the, yeah. the manslaughter ones and the manslaughter charges. I wasn't sure yeah. If maybe.
4: Yeah, they've been released. <laughs> Ryan Herbert's on his way out. He's in open Prison now, and Brendan Harris is once again appealing.
2: <clears throat> How do you appeal that?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Just oh. really take what take what you've you know doing. Take it like a man, mate. Act like a man, supposedly that night, and take your punishment. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Oh. Before we wrap up, though, I I did want to discuss because quite recently Coronation Street did a storyline with their yeah. characters uh, Nina and Seb. You were involved in this, is that right? Yeah. So how did this come about and what involvement did you have? Right.
4: What happened was, once again, bizarre email. <laughs> right, from Coronation Street. I better move again. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> saying where I am, mate. No, <laughs> I'm saying and um, And our Adam, I haven't seen it. Our Adam rung me and he went, Mum, well, you've got an email from Coronation Street. What the hell? Oh, all right then. Um, and they just said, you know, we're contacting you because we'd like to do Sophie's Story in a, as a hate crime. We're looking at hate crime. We want to do Sophie's Story. Um, we come and talk to us, so we did. Um, went down for a meeting um, and discussed what we want. Um, and then, obviously, I've spoken to work with um, Molly and Harry. So yeah, and Ian, who who is Julie Ulsha's husband, work, writes for Coronation Street, and Julie and Ian are patrons of the charity. So there's always been really a, a link with with Corrie in one way or another. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: Um, my mum actually messaged me because she wanted to ask a question or two, if that's okay, uh, yep. in regards to Coronation Street. Um, she said that the has the storyline with Nina and Seb helped to bring this sort of hate crime into the public domain more.
4: Oh, definitely. I tell you, it's been it's been quite shocking. I I um, got into a taxi uh, last week, and the guy said to me when I got in, he went and. Um, do you get asked for your autograph now that you're famous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm looking at him thinking, what the hell is he talking about? So I'm frowning and he went, you know, Coronation Street. I thought, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling him, but yeah, all right then. Um, so, yeah, it's been quite... Um, and then Adam went to, to Adam um a comic comic festival over the weekend in Bridlington. And he was saying how many people said they'd seen it on Coronation Street. So it's definitely heightened the profile. Good. Yeah, which is uh, yeah definitely good. That's absolutely. The more information we get out there about hate crime, the better that one is. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about
0: yeah absolutely how, <coughs> how how is adam how has he taken like what's he doing in regards to the charity and stuff like that
4: oh well, adam works for us um and he, he now does the educational uh games in resource in schools and obviously he's got two children so oh incredible yeah so he's pretty yeah, uh, he's pretty cool is our adam yeah, yeah excellent that's good to hear um
0: and also in regards to cory i will shut up about it in a second i promise you um <laughs> She also asked me that, because uh, Molly Gallagher obviously won an NTA award for she her did. performance portraying her, and she mentioned you in her acceptance speech.
4: Yeah. Like,
0: how did that make you feel? That must have been incredible, again, because that's, obviously, that's like a, that's a huge award ceremony for like, the whole of the UK, so. Yeah. I that must have felt amazing.
4: <laughs> Once again, I had a phone call from a block. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. You found me again. Uh, are you proud of what your daughter's done? So I've got the phone and I'm thinking, what the hell? He saw my, and he said, oh, Molly Gallagher's just won an um, NTA So I'm quickly, we should get the telly on to watch. I thought, oh, wow, that's amazing. Thank you, Molly. What yeah. an
0: absolute hero. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Again, it's all in the forefront again. It's still being talked about. The story, yeah. just, it, it's beautiful. The yeah. work you're doing, Sylvia, is out of this world. Thank um you. I think you're quite an inspiration. To be honest, I really do. Oh. I think you're a massive inspiration. You know that you offer the training to all the professionals as well. Yeah. Um, that you're getting yeah. in schools, the, the work that you're doing, Um, and that her name still lives on. I think it's phenomenal, and I really, really hope that you keep up the incredible work that you do.
4: Oh, thank
0: and that, you.
2: And that it expands and expands yeah, and keeps going,
4: that.
2: and it keeps yeah. going.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
2: American Nets the fact that you've managed to get laws changed is phenomenal. You know, you are sort of like the fairy godmother of the alternative community. <laughs> you know? that's, that's how I'm seeing it. It's just, you're looking out for us all. Oh, thank you. So what oh, events have you got coming up with the uh, the Foundation? I believe I read something about changing perspectives. Oh,
4: I don't
3: know.
4: See, <laughs> I don't know anything about that.
2: <laughs> I've... I've. Okay, fair enough. Maybe I read that wrong.
4: All right. I don't know. Someone's um, leaking
2: info,
0: Sylvia. Someone's leaking
4: yeah, info. <laughs> found me! <Yeah. laughs> like, Where I am, that's what he <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear.
2: But, yeah, what events have you got coming up?
4: Oh, we've got one over the weekend. Um, our Adam and his missus and the kids are going, actually. Oh, awesome. <clears throat> They're going camping. And having a stall, and I don't know what he's called, I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, why not? Well, good luck to Adam and, and them going there. Um, obviously, we've got Love Making Noise in November. I've just been rung up a couple of weeks ago go back to another documentary. Amazing. But, yeah, I know. So we're still, uh, we're busy. And, we, and really, we just want to get into schools. And then next year, hopefully, we'll be back at the festivals, et cetera. Thank God.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Yes, definitely.
4: Can't wait.
2: I'm I'm desperate to go to Downo next year. So if we're there, we're definitely gonna come say hi.
4: Thank you.
2: We're just gonna sneak up and go, We found you. (laughs) 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 So Tom, have you got any more questions before we start wrapping up?
0: No, I'm all like I said, just keep on with the good work and the incredible work that you do, keeping (coughs) Sophia's name alive and being a true pioneer and inspiration to us
2: all, Sylvia. Thank you. So just before we quickly wrap up, I, I did put a post on that. Our social media is asking if anyone had any questions or comments they wanted to put towards you. And if you don't mind, just read a couple of those out. Okay. So Gemma Williams says, firstly, Sylvia, you're an amazing and strong person to turn your horrendous situation into a positive one and try and help others have a better <coughs> understanding. Sophie, you'll be proud of your strength as an alternative girl. I was horrified by Sophie's death, death and I'm so sorry for your loss. A quick question is, 14 years on, what improvements have you seen for acceptance and reduction in prejudice?
1: That's
4: a a really difficult one to answer. Um, If you look at government statistics after Brexit in particular, there was a massive spike um, in cases report hate crime reporting. Mm. Um, We think that that's now subsided once again. <clears throat> but it still goes on um, on a daily basis. I think it is getting easier. We do have comments from from um, alternatives saying, you know, I can now get on a bus without being frightened. So that's that's a step forward. Um and we just need to work together and keep on keep on the good fight. There, I think. Absolutely. Um. Kev
2: Miller says, "My son and I met her at Download a few years ago. She was a lovely woman and insisted that my son had some fruit. Now, age fifteen, he has proudly worn his Sophie patch ever since. I just thought oh. that was a lovely comment. <laughs> oh,
4: that's nice. Thank you." <laughs> um,
2: Pauline Kerr asked the question that from a lot of us is: "What can we all be doing to help you? Is that like, how can we help you grow the foundation and help you educate people?" please also let her know Sophie's not forgotten at all and what she's doing is amazing Sophie's Mm -hmm. death broke my heart and what Sylvia is doing is the only way to make some sense of it all so basically just saying what can we all do to help
4: thank you it's just about (coughs) spreading the word really Um, keeping on our Facebook keeping our support levels up Um, but it is really just about passing the word on or if you want to do any fundraising that's even better you know you can bake cakes and do right news right around the uh I'd park uh, whatever you like go over mountain whatever <coughs> and you can always contact us through our website and we and we do read them all let me tell you that's amazing that's amazing um
2: leanne victoria says the park that sophie was killed in is just down the road from my house So Sylvia has done a lots of talks around here. She's a lovely lady and an excellent speaker. So there you go. One of my friends has met you
4: before. Thank you.
2: (laughs) And the last one, which I thought was really nice from Violet (coughs) Autumn. She says, I just wanted to know that even the Gothic community in Canada are aware of her case and is still talked about regarding abuse and bullying today in our underground community. I'd like to thank her for continuing to talk about it and bringing awareness to the world, despite it being a very difficult topic. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. There you go. Like so A friend of mine's mm-hmm. in Canada and they know all about it over there as well. So, you know, yeah. the work you're doing is spreading worldwide.
4: Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you. I know my friend was in um, South Africa two years ago, actually. and She, she was in one of the big city, uh, townships, etc. And uh, when she went into this shop, this woman said, Oh, have you got a Soviet wristband on? And my friend went, Oh my God, yeah. So that was uh, that was nice to you as well. Wow, I know. That's, I know. It's
0: beautiful. that's beautiful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna be, it's gotta be worldwide, or it's it's getting there at least. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, we just keep spreading the message. Yeah, and absolutely. Being, and doing all the fundraising, like you say. Yeah. Keep sharing the pages. Keep sharing the love. Get it all yeah. out there. Let's uh, let's really make a difference.
4: Absolutely, because we can. We stand together.
0: Exactly. And like I said a thousand times in this interview, be fucking nice to each other.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I, do, I do agree with that one. <laughs> yeah.
0: okay. It doesn't take much. It no, really it doesn't,
4: doesn't actually. Nothing, no. up,
0: nothing happens to you. It's like, yeah. oh, it's nice to someone and my leg fell off. But on a serious note, Sylvia, thank you your Good time. Afternoon. Thank you so much for sitting and chatting to us. We have really enjoyed it. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It
2: really has. Um, before we let you go though, where can people find out all about the Foundation on the internet, social medias, anything you want people to check out?
4: Right. No, I'm rubbish at this bit. Right? <laughs> we we are on Facebook and I don't know, but just put Sophie Lancaster in and com- Foundation and it comes up. <coughs> so we've got quite a big um, Facebook presence, run Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I'm sure she said, and um, and obviously we've got a web a website as well, and you can contact us through the websites, etc. And they are read every day as emails, so and we will get back to you. It might take us some time, but we, we do eventually get back. So and right. it's nice to hear from people as well.
0: So I implore <laughs> everyone to go. If you're feeling anything, just send a message. Send, uh, yeah, send a message of love. Even if you just want to thank them for all the work they do, please,
4: please go and send them some messages. Yeah, absolutely. And check the website out. And also, do not forget to report any incident, any crime. If you think it's a hate crime, get it reported. Absolutely. A massive message.
0: Absolutely. Heard it from the woman herself there, guys. Yeah. Heard it from the alternative community's godmother. <laughs> Sylvia, thank you so much.
2: Oh, thank you.
0: Have have a wonderful day. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself, and uh, we'll see you at Download Festival
2: next year. Oh yeah, yes, we will. (laughs) We'll find you. (laughs) Take care. Bye, goodbye, Sylvia. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 Just an incredible, inspirational, heartwarming story. It's it's amazing how they've managed to do so much good work out of this horrible, horrible tragedy and something that no parent should ever have to fucking go through. Agreed.
0: Agreed. No parent should ever have to bury their child. Guys, please go and support the Sophie Lancaster Foundation in any way you can. Scream it from the rooftops. Shout their name. You know, spread the awareness. But most of all, please, just be fucking kind to each other. Don't be a bellend. And I hope that everybody enjoys that interview as much as we did recording it because we loved every single
2: second of that. And to now work alongside them is an absolute honour. top of that, like Tom just said, now we're going to work alongside them. So we're going to promote anything they do. You know, we're going to try and get awareness to this message. We're going to, in the future planning, we're setting up some events, try and raise money for them. We just want you to come along and help us. But spreading that awareness is the most important thing. If you see someone who's being unkind and you know that person, pull them to one side. You know, we need to stop all this hatred and hate crimes. And everything. It, it's not just amongst the rock and metal community. Okay. This is where this started, but it's not just that it's everywhere. You know, just, just be fucking kind show sure and, sure and, and don't love. be afraid to pull people to one side because quite often it's not even that they've been a dick. It's just ignorance And it's people just need educating. So just have a word. Peace, love, and hugs, guys. Peace, love, and hugs. Anyway, should we make this lighthearted again? Let's go. It's audience participation time. It's time to participate in Jamie's audience participation challenge. What has he asked you to do this week? Oh, my brothers. This week, I said, this is a question where bravery is needed to answer. Are you brave enough to be honest with us? This week, we ask, what's the worst thing you've ever done during or after drinking?
0: So I don't really have any stories of like where I've not really done anything.
2: Yes, I'm not much of a drinker. I just exactly vomiting in
0: horrible places. I remember a story. I remember I lived in a little bedsit. Uh, and a, an old friend of mine. not. He doesn't talk to me anymore. But we went out to the night Let's find so out why. <laughs> and um, I hadn't washed. I'd cooked for us, and I'd left all my washing up in the sink in the sink in the kitchen. And um, I woke up to him being sick all over my washing up. Hooray! Oh. <laughs> Too fair, to fair. He did wash it all up for me blasted the next morning. But I was like, oh, lush. Um, I can't think of any like nut stories really. I just missed you know, used to the propaganda times back in the day. All the OGs, like it's just be so much fun back in the day in Cheltenham. The props every Thursday, I lived for Thursday nights. Um, just going out, getting wankered, listening to amazing music, and just having a time of life with mates. And that's how I met Damo. That's how I met you. Um, like just, oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved
2: it. Those are the good old days. Well, we might not have many stories, but our our audience certainly does. Yeah. I have had to cut a lot of vulgar wrong things out of this. This could have been a proper R-rated segment, I tell you. But I picked the not-so-bad ones. Keris Mansfield says, went to Butlins, tripped over, and put my tooth straight through my lip. Oh. Ow! Oh. Matt Rose says, I can't remember. Maybe that's a good thing. Claudia Duarte says, "Leaving a club with a guy spooning in the middle of the road and actually falling asleep." No way! (laughs) Shit. Andy Crane says, "I stole a specials board outside of a chip shop. I woke up to in my on my bedroom floor. I never went to that chippy ever again." (laughs) What's with the board?
3: I know. I was wondering
2: that. Yeah, it's probably sitting in his bedroom. Dave Pratt says, I used to collect traffic cones on the way home, but one time I yanked off a 40-foot Matalan ban and dragged that fucker up the hill into the garden.
0: No way.
2: <laughs> why do you... What, when drunk, right, why is a traffic cone the item of choice every time? I don't know. And I know this because I've I've not done it, but I've been with people and they've done it. I've put them on my head. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I don't
0: understand. I know there's a game, there's a drunken game where you see how high you can get a traffic cone up when pissed. And in Glasgow, there's that massive statue of the guy on the horse and they got on the horse's head. Or oh, the yes. guy's head. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I've seen that.
2: A 40-foot matland <laughs> sign. How did you drag that? I don't know. Up a hill as well. David Bland with possibly my favourite answer. I took home a homeless person for the night and talked until nine in the morning about how to get them a job. After sobering up, I realised that I'd have to sneak them out the back door so nobody in my house could see this homeless person leave. <laughs>
0: That's incredible. Games would sleep for the night. Well, I don't I doubt he slept, but that's well, still no, amazing. Probably not. Fair play.
2: A Victoria Henry says, there's this time that I stole a three-legged cat from the street and then I locked myself in the bathroom, petting it whilst crying. <laughs> <laughs> this is Truly disgusting. Sean Weavers, I once threw up in my mate's washing machine. I can't even remember doing it. He didn't realise until he opened the door to put his washing on the next day. No. No.
0: I would have been even better if he'd actually done it. That would have been the oh. You would have smelt that.
2: Oh. <laughs> Gareth Parton, I tend to buy things when I'm drunk. The worst thing was spending 120 quid to see Eminem. I don't even like Eminem.
0: 120 quid to see
2: Eminem? Fuck, where? Why are you spending £120 The M&M? We're That's like disc- VIP, like front row tickets. That's disgusting price for a gig, that is disgusting. Ian Wiley, at Sonosphere in 2014, I got so drunk I climbed out the tent window to go for a wee. The tent, however, didn't have a window. Well, in- until then. Oh, my ass. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And last but not least, just because this made me laugh, Martin Sean, after taking legal counsel, I'm not going to answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) I had about 170 responses to that, and I'd say 90% of them I couldn't bring up on this episode. Were they all all (laughs) sex-related? There was
0: quite a lot of sex-related ones. Yeah, I bet there was. (laughs) Uh, Guys, thank you so much for your audience participation and answers. As always, we appreciate you all so much, and we love you all so much dearly from the bottom of our hearts. We really hope you enjoyed the interview this week. It's been phenomenal. If you enjoy the Chronicles of Podcast interviews, if you really enjoy Callum treating you to your face, if you really enjoy joining in and Jamie's presentation, if you like reading my book, why are you in my journal? It's private. Get out of it. And you'll enjoy listening to the interviews, then please come and join us for the other 11 editions of the Chronicles of Podcast. And obviously, hashtag WBW way back Wednesday, which is previous editions, previous interviews from our old channels. We're trying to bring them all over as we get there week by week. So we hope you enjoyed Scissor Hands this week, the lead singer of Infected Rain. Wonderful, wonderful interview. You can also come and follow us on our YouTube at The Chronicles of Podcast, where we put all of our interviews up there for you to see our wonderful, beautiful little faces and obviously our, our guests' faces, because they're also wonderful as well. They can also come and follow us on Facebook at The Chronicles of Podcast. Jamie, did you know you can also follow us on the Twitter at yep. TCO Pod. <laughs> Did you also know Jamie? That you can follow us on the Insta Ooh. at TCO Pod. And you can also follow us on the TikTok at TCO Pod. Da- the Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, share us, raters, tell all, and I mean all of your friends about us. Allow us into your ears. And most importantly, let us grow
2: legs. <laughs> do you not have any legs The show doesn't i uh, do true. i was gonna yeah. i was gonna say i only ever see you from like the top half up on these interviews when but we're yeah, talking Ash- on is, this nah, Ash- <laughs> morph. that's
0: a good one i'll use that for next week anyway <laughs> jv <Jamie>, another wonderful <laughs> episode cv thank you so it's been actually a wonderful guest we really appreciate you sitting down with us and taking your time out i know how busy you are running such an incredible foundation and such incredible work
2: absolutely the things you do are absolutely inspirational and people please go find out how you can help come along with us as we set up things to help out and sylvia from a personal level we can't wait to work with you and see all the good we can do together
0: and to the rest of the foundation as well we're you know we're very very excited to, get that message, to spread the message jamie another glorious week another glorious show and the glorious interview another glorious week Oh, yeah, it's all glorious, baby. Yeah, it's always, always got to take that word of yours. We hope everyone enjoyed the interview as much as we did recording it. And as for this week, we are going to see you all, y'all, next
3: week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye!